Hey there, and welcome to the Just Bold Legal Podcast, Season 3, Episode 4. The Just Bold Legal Project is part of uh, my passion for helping women realize that it's time the time to take charge of their life and be, the things find the things that they're passionate about is right now. Uh, today's guest is Rachel Fesco, who is actually a business genius, and uh, we have a really nice little chat, so here we go. Okay. All right, guys, today I have with me Rachel Fesco and uh, lastminutemom.com. Is that correct? That's correct. Okay, so I'm just going to let you introduce yourself and tell your story because, uh, you know, I've looked into you a little bit, but you'll do better than I do. So go right ahead. All right. So, hey, everybody. My name is Rachel Fesco. I am a full time working mom, I'm also a wife. I also, um, so I work a full time job and I also have a side business. So, very, very busy. On top of that, I don't know when this podcast is airing, but I start my master's on Monday, January 13th. So going to be very, very, very busy coming up. So um, I've always been kind of an overachiever in my life. And um, uh, my therapist, a couple weeks ago, she was just like, Rachel, you have to pick one, pick one thing. And I'm like, I I don't know how to do that. I can't. So um, let's just roll with it and see how it goes. (laughs) <laughs> so, um, my, I, I transitioned back into the corporate world about five years ago after having my son. Um, before that I was a full-time wedding photographer pulling in six figures a year. Oh. So, yeah, so it was, it was great. Um, I really loved it. I loved the industry. I loved the business, but I just got, uh, burned out. And what I'm running into now is um, a lot of photographers who know my name and um, who've seen my work are coming back to me and they're saying, Rachel, how did you get started? What did you do? And um, to be really honest, um, my husband and I got married in 2007 and our wedding photographer was a friend of mine and I paid her. And as I put the check in her hand, I was just like, I know photography. I can do this. Why am I not doing this? Why am I not? I mean, I obviously I can't photograph my own wedding, but I'm like, why can't I do this? Um, my grandfather uh, shot for National Geographic and when he retired, gave me all of his equipment. So I had been shooting on film since I was like 10 years old. That's awesome. Um, so I had this like cheap little, well, I guess it wasn't cheap, but I had like this film camera and a couple lenses and Um, got some people from my church to go out to a playground one day after church and I started photographing them and photographed the couple and um, I told my husband I was just like I think I'm gonna start a photography business and he's like serious seriously like for real like you you don't have a camera you you don't have a website like how is this gonna work I'm like I don't know I like but I I just feel like it's something that I need to do so we kind of talked through the logistics and Um, I just kind of like put it out into the universe. Like I am going to be a photographer and my aunt got wind of it and she's like, Hey, I'm getting married. Why don't you come and photograph my wedding? I'm like, you understand this? It's like my first wedding. 
And she's like, <laughs> I just want pictures. She's like, it doesn't have to be perfect. I understand that you're learning. She paid me $450. And I thought that I had struck gold. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God. So it's actually paying me. Like I was, and I did their, um, I did their engagement photos for 450 included in that $450. And looking back, I just laughed. Like, seriously, like, first of all, why did somebody pay me to do this? And second of all, how little they paid me. I was like, you know, when you're getting the money initially, it's like, oh my God. And then looking back, it's like, oh my God, I cannot believe I did this. So $450 that I struggled. Um, and my husband's just like, so are you going to get your camera now? And I'm like, no, <laughs> I I'm going to get a website. And I sunk every single penny plus my little like Starbucks paycheck from that month into a website. And it was phenomenal. I mean, I, I've got a background in graphic design, so I did my own logo. Um, I had done some second shooting and I threw those photos up there. I booked three more weddings in a month. That's awesome. It's amazing. And it was just because like I, I, I had networked with a couple people on Facebook and did some research and sent some emails and said, hey, I'm new to the area. There were literally five photographers in my area that I considered good. Um, it was right in the beginning stages before the whole internet business boom happened. So I was right on the cusp of that. And I networked with these photographers, showed up to this networking event, handed out my little Vistaprint business cards and got three more weddings and a couple referrals. And I was just like, oh my gosh, this could actually happen. <laughs> so one of the girls I met with, um, she paid me a deposit on the spot. She paid me. And I think at that point I had maybe two or three weddings on my website. And she paid me, I think I charged her total $800 for her wedding. And she gave me a $400 deposit on the spot after our meeting. And I was just like, again, like I doubled my prices. And I was like, oh, I struck gold. Awesome. So my husband looks at me again. He's like, are you buying your camera now? I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I waited until I, I waited until I had six weddings booked and I finally bought, um, my first professional Canon camera and two lenses and they weren't the L glass. They weren't like the big Mondo lenses. We're talking like a 51.8, which I think at retail at the time was $50, but it would, it could do what I wanted it to do. Um, my camera and lenses came in the night before my first professional engagement shoot outside of my aunt. So I stayed up until midnight reading the manual and YouTube wasn't a big thing back then, so I couldn't just look it up on YouTube. And I taught myself from the film knowledge that I had how to use that camera. Showed up um, at the engagement session the next day. It went great. And then it was like, okay, how do I edit these photos? Downloaded Lightroom. Figured out how to lose, use Lightroom. And it's like, okay, how do I export these photos? They're not saving. I don't know what to do. And then it's from there. It's like, okay, how do I get my photos to my clients? okay, I need, I need to have an online gallery system. I, I can't just email them 150 photos. Like, that's not how it works. So starting out, it was just like, I'm going to do this thing. And then it was just like, I'm going to do the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. And I just kind of figured it out. But the base that I had was 
I'm going to treat my clients well. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to put their needs and what they want above what I want. Um, and five years later, I had raving fans of the business. And um, I was in business um, eight years before I finally decided um, to, to, to scale it way back. And then I had burned out and um, decided to go a, a, in a different direction. But I'll be really honest with you, because I grew so quickly, I also pissed off some customers. Yeah. I mean, I had one girl, um, I double booked her wedding with another wedding accidentally, and she threatened to sue me. If I, if I wasn't the photographer that showed up to shoot her wedding, she was threatening to sue me. Oh my gosh. Um, and I was like, oh my God, I, I thought that I told you I was going to have my associate photographer shoot, and I guess I didn't. I guess that detail got missed. And um, yeah, I just, I had no understanding of how habits and routine played into running a business. And I only really worked when I felt like working, which doesn't, isn't good for entrepreneurs to do. Like you really have to have like self-motivation and self-drive. And the only thing that really motivated me was making money. Um, so when the, the internet boom happened and everybody was, came online and everybody got a camera and everybody got a website, um, my habits that I had, the bad habits that I had weren't able to keep up with the new demands of the industry. And I very quickly burned out. Um, when I closed the business, the photography business, I was $15,000 in debt. Um, and it was just because I had mismanaged the finances because I'd gotten so burned out. I really just kind of like took my hands off of it. And I was like, I don't care anymore. Like let it all burn. Right. And it did. It, it all burned. So, um, I remember on my photography business page on Facebook, I announced that I was closing the business and I had two clients, the mother of the bride of one of the clients that I, I pissed off, um, put a laughing face. <laughs> and I had another client send me a really nasty email telling me how I had ruined her wedding. And her wedding, I believe, was like three or four years before I closed. And she had been harboring oh my God. this anger towards me for like three or four years. And I wanted to respond and just be like, why didn't you tell me? Like, why didn't you tell me initially? Like, I could have done something about it. Like, I could have, I could have fixed it. But now that it's later, like, I, I can't, you know? So, um, and I kept thinking to myself, I wish I had done things differently. I wish I had done things differently. Mm-hmm. Um, so fast forward to 2019, business has been closed for a couple years. The last wedding I shot was for actually one of my friends and it, I shot her wedding on the 10th anniversary of my wedding to my husband. So it was kind of like this very um, poetic ending of yeah. like her wedding was on our anniversary. So um, fast forward to 2019 and I realized I still had this super deep desire to be an entrepreneur I didn't want to pick up my camera again because um, the thought of becoming a full-time photographer again just like sent shivers down my spine. Yeah. And I was like, oh, no. I have two kids now. Um, my son is seven. My daughter's three. And I don't, I, as a wedding photographer, you're gone like all the time on the weekends. And I just don't, with my kids in sports, I, it's just not something that I can afford to do 
and full working full time is not something I can afford to do. So it was like, how can I be better? How can I look at what I did before and extract what I loved doing and build that into something new? Um, and so I formed a new a new business. It's called Main Street Creative, and I handle social media and writing and content writing and website development for small businesses um, that really don't know how to do that for themselves and really don't understand what social strategy is about because there really is a strategy and there really is um, thought that needs to be put behind it rather than just putting messages out there to, to be noticed. Um, and there's a timing to it. So I, I really help small businesses get a handle on their their storefront, which is their website, their design, and their social. And I love it. Um, I've grown my business uh, from one client, from just this girl that came to my small group. And she's like, hey, you do social media. I'm like, yeah, I do. She's like, hey, can you help me out with my business? I was like, sure. Which is, you know, very similar to what happened with my aunt. And um, now I've got uh, three full-time clients. I've got two in the funnel for website development and one in the funnel for content development. And it's, it's great and I love it. And I love that I'm helping these women, they're all women at this point. I love that I'm helping these women grow their businesses and grow them organically and to see their sales come in and to see like just how grateful that they are. Cause I'm just like, I'm not gonna piss people off like I did before. Right. Like I am not, I, I want every client to be a raving fan. I don't want that badness and that energy to get out into the universe to where it potentially has the, um, it, it could turn people away, right. you know, of not being reliable or, you know, taking weeks and weeks to get people their photos. And, you know, I, I want everyone I come in contact with to be a raving fan. So it's, you know, how do I manage my time? How do I, um, reverse those bad habits to become a better person and how do I really understand that I'm running a business and touching people's lives rather than just doing something I love and making money you know because there's a, there's a, there's a huge difference yeah there absolutely is yeah. yeah so yeah so that's kind of where I am now the um the media business I'll be very honest with you is 100% word of mouth I do not have a Facebook page I do not have a website if you pull up Main Street Creative on um, Google, it literally has a page that says website coming soon with my little logo. <laughs> I'm like, I have as many clients as I can handle right now. And as much as a great, as much as a storefront and a website would be great right now, it's not something that I can effectively manage and take care of my clients or my clients come first. That makes sense. Yeah. It's interesting how similar our stories are, like, you know, completely different areas, but like, it always, it seems like if you have an entrepreneurial spirit, and obviously you do, and I do, it's like you just have to say yes to the opportunities when they pop up, and who knows what can grow out of them, and I think that's what a lot of people struggle with is that they won't say the yes, so like just saying yes to your aunt offering, and then, you know, saying yes when that person in your small group was like, hey, that yes leads to so many things, and I, I that's one thing that I wish a lot of moms would understand is taking that risk and taking the chance, even when it's scary, even when you're like, Oh, I don't know if I can really do this. Like you can do it. Like it's totally doable. Right. Yeah. It, yeah. yeah. And what I found was that I didn't think that I had the capacity 
time, emotional, heart, energy. I didn't think that I had the capacity to handle something else. And as I've been doing it, I do, I have the capacity and I, and it, it, it's actually fostering my creativity more in other areas of my life because I'm able to think not only creatively, but also strategically right. um, and, and bring not only a, um, a helpful spirit to these women, but also business strategy and, and business coaching. Yeah. Um, which is great. And I love talking to people about business. Like you sit down, you tell me that you're an entrepreneur. I will, I will freaking talk to you about your business, your numbers, your marketing strategy, your business strategy, you know, where you want to be in five years. Like, and it's not because I want to steal your ideas. It's because I, I genuinely want to know. I'm genuinely curious and I, I could talk to entrepreneurs all day long. I love it. It's awesome that you took this business that you, you know, it didn't, you burned out. It didn't go well. You learned so much and you can, you know, translate that to another business and help other women with their businesses, even though the first one didn't work out so well. And yeah. I know like I had the same situation. I burned out with, well, I started as a virtual assistant and it really only moved into web design, which is what I do to pay the bills now. It, because a client didn't, couldn't hire a web designer and me. So she hired me and she's like, do you think you can do it? And that was my yes. I'm like, yeah, I can figure this out. So I Googled everything and yep. really taught myself how to do it just like you did with your stuff because I didn't have any other option. I said yes and I was going to do it. So I figured it out and then that turned into a business I've been doing for almost 14 years now. But there was a time in the beginning where I was so overbooked and so not good with time management and so, you know, not responding to clients fast enough that I pissed people off also and lost so many clients. And there was a, a period in the middle where I was just like, I don't know how I'm going to pay bills this month, <laughs> to be honest. Like, I don't have any money. I'm going to have yep. to borrow money from my husband. I don't know what I'm going to do, but it was really my own fault because I wasn't taking good care of my clients. Yep. It's like the exact same story almost. It's crazy. Yeah, and, and what I found is like my goal right now is I've got to keep the clients that I have happy. Mm -hmm. And how can I go above and beyond to not only meet but exceed their expectations? And that's kind of where like the business coaching came in. Because I was like a lot of women are just out there running the business from the heart but not the head. Yes. And they don't understand like, yes, this is your passion. But if you don't harness that passion and run it effectively, you are going to fail. Because if you only do your business like I did when you feel like it, and you're not managing your finances, you don't have a content strategy, you don't have a business strategy, you don't have a five-year plan, you are going to fail. And, and I wish that I could sit down with more women and just say, I know that you're passionate. How can we turn this into a living wage because I that was something with my photography business that I learned way too late was how to make a living wage I mean $400 for a wedding are you kidding me how many weddings am I going to have to shoot per year to be able to live off that right like a million right and then it's can you sell stock photography from your weddings you know to like Shutterstock or or Adobe stock or whatever and then how do you make sure that that doesn't get plagiarized. And um, can you turn what you're doing into speaking? And there's so many different avenues that you can take if you can think out of the box and think strategically 
and really not be afraid to give away your knowledge. Because the more you give away your knowledge, the more you're seen as an expert and the more people want to hire you because of what you're giving away. Right. Um, so in the photography industry, especially, so many people are afraid to give up their locations, give up their business secrets, give up their pricing, give up their contracts, because they're so afraid of people copying them and taking away their uniqueness. Right. And it's not really uniqueness. We're all copying each other anyway. Yeah, right. <laughs> there's nothing like new under the sun. Right. Yeah. There's nothing new under the sun. Um, so it's like, we're also afraid of our craft being stolen. But what I found is that the more I gave away, the more people were chasing me for weddings, the more people were chasing me for portraits, the more people were chasing me for advice. And turning that into something that was, um, you know, uh, mon monetizable, I guess, I don't know, something that you can make money off of, <laughs> was, was kind of my downfall because I ended up giving so much away that I ended up just like spinning on this hamster wheel. Yeah. And the hamster wheel was where I got tired. Yeah. So, but I, I wish more women would just understand it's just that one step. Right. And if you're not afraid to figure it out and try, then you're gonna succeed. Yeah, absolutely. Just by the sheer force of will. Yeah, absolutely. That's what I, I see so many women who are just like, well, I'll wait till my kids are gone. And I'm like, no, you cannot, like you can't, you will lose the passion. You will forget who you are. You got to do it right now. And your kids, yeah, you're, I mean, you have a, you said three and seven, right? Mm -hmm. And you're doing all of this with them. They're watching you. And that was one of the things that I had to do was like, I mean, I had to do it because I had debt to pay off, but like once the debt was paid off, I continued my business because it was so good for my kids just to see me continually going after this stuff because I don't want them to give up on their dreams just because they're parents or you know they have a job or whatever. If you want something else, go after it. That's what yeah. that's what you have to do. And if you don't model that for your kids, where are they going to learn that from? Yep. So now what I'm, I want to I want to revisit something that you just said about moms losing themselves when they have kids. Because I'll be hundred percent honest, that's exactly where I was after my daughter was born. Yeah. Um, I, I, I struggled with depression. I've been really open about this on my personal Facebook page. I have been um, struggling with anxiety and depression since I was literally 14 years old. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until um, this last year um, in 2019 that I really got a handle on it and how to manage that effectively. And I realized that I was at the worst slump in my depression after I had my, my, my daughter, who's three now, because I felt like my entire life had turned into me just being a mom. Right. Yes. And I was like, what do you mean I don't have any purpose outside being a mom? I'm like, yeah. my kids are amazing. I love being a wife, but this can't be all there is to life. Exactly. There, this, this can't be it where it's just me and my husband and my full-time job and my children. I was so unfulfilled and I felt, and the, and the thing was, is I felt guilty. Absolutely. Yeah. You do feel so, guilty. I felt guilty for feeling unfulfilled. I'm looking around like, I know that I'm supposed to be fulfilled being a wife and a mom, but I'm not. Yeah. I think it's like, a big lie that society has told us that yes. this is what you're supposed to do. So stay home with your kids, raise your kids, and you can do something when they're gone. And that is so wrong. Like, it's just and, a lie. That's all it is. And there's so many women out there that are sitting dormant, uh, yes. waiting 
yes. sad, depressed. And let me ask you something. Is that something that you want your kids to see modeled for them? Exactly. Do you want them to feel like you had to put your life on hold? Because my mom did that. My mom was a singer-songwriter um, back in the 80s, and her career was about ready to take off. But it would require touring. It would require travel, um, time in the studio. And she's just like, nope, I'm going to sit back and raise my kids in this small little itty-bitty town in Indiana. And I look back and I'm like, why didn't you chase your dream? Because she, she's still unhappy. She's still unhappy and she still looks back. And I feel almost like she's held that kind of over our head of look how much I gave up for you. And I never, ever, 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 ever want my kids to feel that way. I never want them to look back and say, mommy didn't chase her dream. Mommy's sad. Mommy's depressed. Mommy's angry because she didn't get to do the thing that was burning in her soul to do. Right. And for all of you moms listening, if there is a dream and a desire and something burning in your soul, do not wait until your kids are grown. Do not wait until they're back in school, until your youngest starts kindergarten. You have to start it now or you're going to die inside. Like, that soul and that heart and that fire inside of you is going to die and you're going to spend the rest of your life looking for it. Absolutely. Um, you can be a mom and do something else and follow your dream. And I wish that there were more women out there that would just get over the fear and the anxiety and take that first step. I booked weddings without, ca without a camera. Like, <laughs> who does that? I booked my first social client not knowing how to schedule in advance. I'm like, yeah, sure. Give, give, give me your passwords and I'll figure it out. But you figure it out. Exactly. That's what I said. Yes, I can design websites. And I'm like, I have no idea how to design a website. <laughs> That's what Google's my brother, for. My brother designs websites. And so one of my clients was just like, so I need a website redesign. You know, I've got a WordPress site, but I kind of don't like the functionality. I'm like, I, I can help, and I'm like, hey, Mike, um, how, how, how do I do this? <laughs> it's just figuring it out, and I think that's what, I think that's another thing that holds people back, is they're like, well, I don't know how, and I think you got to give up on, like, got to stop worrying about the how, because as long as you commit to it, like, it'll work itself out generally, like, it just, yep. things fall into place, the right people show up, just from saying yes, and going after it, and yeah, one of the things that really, I mean, I've been doing this since my kids were little out of necessity because I had the debt that I had to get rid of and everything. And um, so I, but there was a point where I realized that my kids have no idea what it's like to have parents who have real jobs because both my husband and I run our own business. And so I'm like, I'm ruining them because they don't know what it's like to have a real job, which my oldest son does now. But I thought, what would it be like if I hadn't done all this, if I didn't continue to chase what I'm passionate about? Like, my sons would legitimately learn that their wives are supposed to give up everything. And I don't want that. I want them to encourage their wives, you know, go after what you want. And my daughter, what if she gave up her art because she had kids? Like, what, how could I ever want that for her? So, you know, that's been my driving force is, is my kids. I want them to do what excites them. I don't want like my husband became a teacher as his parents were teachers. 
and they encouraged him. They're like, well, teaching is great. You get your summers off. But he despised it. Like it almost killed him how much he hated teaching. And at some point I was like, you don't have to do that. Like you can quit and do what you really want. And he's like, really? And I'm like, yeah, do it. So he finally did. And his parents sat me down and talked to me and they're like, are you sure this is a good idea? And I'm like, like, what kind of parents do this to their kids? I mean, if my mother-in-law listens to this, but you know, you can't make your kids do what you want them to do. You need to encourage them to chase after what they're passionate about. Right? Right. And that (laughs) is something that I'm doing with my children. My parents forced, my parents are both pastors. And my uh, parents forced me to go to Bible college. Me too. <laughs> and see, that's, and now I'm grateful because that's where I met my husband and, you know, Same. whatever. It, it's great. Not whatever. That's where I met my husband. It's wonderful. I love him. It's amazing. Um, but neither <laughs> one of us, neither one of us are in ministry. Yeah. He works in finance and I'm a, I'm a content writer for a software company. And then I do my side business, you know, at, at night. But it's just like, I remember being 17 years old and walking into my parents' bedroom and saying, we live in Charlotte, North Carolina. And I said, mom and dad, I am going to apply to go to UNC Charlotte. I'm going to live at home to save on tuition and I'm going to get my MBA. My mother literally looked at me and she goes, no, you're not. You're going to Bible college. And looking back, I'm like, um, uh, I'm sorry. I didn't, I, I thought this was my life. Right. <laughs> you know, I'm like, what? What parent in their right mind says, no, you're going to do what I want you to do? If I said that to my son or my daughter, like, God help me. Because I am so the opposite of, my son's just like, my son is built like a football player. And I'm like, please play football. Please play play football. He does not have a competitive bone in his body. (laughs) If you've read Harry Potter, he is a Hufflepuff. Okay? (laughs) So he is like, I'll send him to baseball practice. He's like, mommy, look at my snack. Um, Not competitive bone in his body. But he looks at me and he's like, mommy, I want to work for NASA. I'm like, okay, bud, if that's what you want to do, let's work. You know, how can we help you get there? And he's been obsessed with airplanes and the solar system since he was four years old. So if that's what he wants to do, I'm going to encourage him to do that. He doesn't have to follow in footsteps. Like that's not a requirement, but I wish there were more, more, more families out there that were just like, oh no, please follow your dream. Do whatever you want. And I, cause I'm totally like that now. I'm just like, whatever you want, you know, my, my daughter, Bella, she's just like, mommy, I want to be Elsa. I'm like, great. Go pretend to be Elsa. Let's see how that works out. <laughs> I don't care. She's like, I want to be a doctor. I'm like, awesome. You have to go to 10 years of school. I'm not paying for it, but you can do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, my kids also forced me to go to Bible college and looking back now, knowing how I am and how I don't listen to really what anybody says, I can't believe that I did it. Like, I'm really shocked that I went through with it. I would have met my husband and yet we met like 10 days into my freshman year and we've been together for 24 years now. So, yep. so, you know, I mean, it all worked out the way it was supposed to work out, but uh, we, you know, my oldest son is about to have college and my husband's like, well, he needs to go to Bible college. And I said, no, he doesn't, you know, like, no, he doesn't because he needs to get scholarships is what he needs to get. And if what happened with me was uh, my ACT score was good enough that I could get a really good scholarship. And I wasted it at a Bible college that I spent two years at. And then when I left and went to University of Toledo, 
I could not take my scholarship with me and I had to pay for all of that. And I'm like, that is not happening to him. If he gets good scholarships, he's going to one school where he can use them for the duration of his time, not just lose them because he listened to other people and went to Bible college. But (laughs) I love that we're both, I love that we're both Midwest girls. Yeah. So um, knowing that I know, you know, the Toledo area pretty well and, you know, Northern Indiana, where'd you go to Bible college? In Lansing, Michigan. Okay, where in Lansing? <laughs> Great Lakes Christian College. Okay. On the west side. So, I had a lot of my friends went to Bethel. Okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, we I, I have friends that live in Lansing still. So, small world. My my parents were actually at the college that I went to when I was born. Like they were, my dad was attending there. So I lived on campus when I, until I was like two or something. And then they moved away. And then when I was 18, I moved back and lived there. And the guy I ended up marrying, I've actually known his aunt since I was a baby because she was at the college at the same time. And like, it's weird how it all like comes back together. And so then we moved back to Lansing after we finished Toledo and, yeah, I don't know. I'm, like, completely tied to that city for some reason. <laughs> oh, there's a reason for it. Yep. So Absolutely. cool. So, well, I mean, do you have anything that you're, that's coming up soon that you uh, want, you know, to send traffic to? What's, what do you got going on yeah. right now? Yeah, so what I've got in the pipeline right now is I'm working on a huge project for 2021, and I've actually waited until your podcast to announce it and launch it. Ah! Yay! So... Um, I am starting a photographer's mentoring site. It's called the Six Figure Photographer. So this photography site is going to be, and group, is going to be for new and aspiring photographers to help them set their business up to grow um, and give them the proper contracts, how to look for the right locations, um, templates for um, emailing clients, how to move your clients from the, you know, what we call is a sales funnel from seeing your website to inquiring with you to meeting in person to book, actually booking the lead. So how does that all work? What, what are best practices for that? So that all launches on February 1st. Um, it, I'm also going to have a business mentoring, business coaching that's also going to be through that for one-on-one coaching and mentoring. And then in spring of 2021, I'm launching um, the Six Figure Photography e-course. So, um, so for the next year, you'll be able to get a lot of information for free. And then starting in um, spring of 2021, I'm going to be launching the course and then um, there'll be some uh, deeper paid content for that. So, awesome. yeah, so life has kind of just come full circle. Um, got burned out with photography, uh, shooting weddings, realized I love the business end of it, love the marketing end of, end of it, started Main Street Creative, and now um, it's going to be coming full circle to the six-figure photographer. Crazy how that happens, right? I love it. I love it. I love it. Like I said, I could talk to entrepreneurs about their business all day long, and I'm that type of, I've got that type of personality where once I sit down with you and start talking about your business, I can see all of the holes, and I'm like, okay. Let's just fill them in. Let's let's fill in your wheel and get you going and, and launch you correctly. Awesome. And we might have to chat because I have some holes that I need filled. <laughs> okay, I would love that. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for sharing with me. I'm super excited. I'll send people wherever you want me to send them. Instagram, Facebook group. What do you want? 
Yeah, so right now, um, everything is going to be, um, I'm starting on Instagram. It's the six-figure photographer on Instagram. Um, you can also find me at, um, on Instagram, it's underscore last minute mom underscore. And my website um, for Six Figure Photographer is not launched yet until February 1st. It's just a holding place right now. But you can follow me on Instagram um, at, yeah, on Instagram. My website is lastminutemom.com. And um, I'm going to be announcing everything on all of my social channels um, when all of that launches. So stay tuned. It's going to be great. It's going to be a lot of building up until February 1st. The Facebook group is going to launch February 1st. The website's going to launch February 1st. And then I've got the Instagram group growing, um, going right now. Awesome. Very cool. I'm super excited for you. This is a great Yeah, season. it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a great new season. I'm super excited. Awesome. Very cool. Well, thanks again for being here. And yeah, let's definitely keep in touch. All right. Sounds great. Have a great day. You too. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Just Boldly Go podcast. You can check out uh, all we've got going on over at JustBoldlyGo.com. And uh, you can check out my book, Mom Versus Debt, How I Paid Off $64,000 in Credit Card Debt in Under Three Years Without Becoming a Stripper at MomVersusDebt.com.